0: We all have dreams big and small that create a life in our minds different than our reality all the while we watch others seemingly make it happen I'm Rachel Denson a farm girl turned mortgage guru moonlighting as your self-help cheerleader together we'll pull back the curtain with intentional conversations and discover how you get there hey and welcome to how you get there i'm so glad you have made time to join us this week i'm excited to introduce you to my friend at first sight anna hughes pascal Anna and I have a rom-com bestie kind of story. It all started with with the best meet-cute during our sorority recruitment in 2016. Then we lost touch because she broke my heart and never came back to our tent again. But we always smiled and exchanged kind eyes as we saw each other and had enthusiastic hellos. But it never really went beyond that until we reconnected when I led a book club about the four tendencies in 2020. Then again, time passed and we didn't talk until we happened to serendipitously run into each other in the Kroger parking lot. And we vowed we would meet up for lunch. And since then, we regularly meet at Willow Bistro in Murray and are making up for lost time by diving into the thick of what is really happening in our lives and what's on the forefront of our mind. Anna is the type of friend that asks, how are you with the intention of really learning the answer and ask insightful questions that make you grow in whatever you are dealing with. She also is the type of friend that asks you to come to lunch with three things that you're grateful for this week. Enjoy the journey today as we take you along for our standard vulnerable conversation with lots of laughs mixed in. Anna, welcome to How You Get There. Thank
1: you so much for having me. This is a real, I would say to say the least, privilege. It's it's super exciting to watch people we've, um, not grown up with. I know, you know, adolescence and adulthood feels different than young friends, but I do, I do say you're one of my oldest Um, friends, just being a fresh face on Murray's campus. Yes,
0: I know. It is crazy how just life looks still crazy different when you meet people. I think you said it well in adolescence and like, there's just nothing that replaces that because there's stuff that both of us, like we have talked about. And it's one of those, it's like the, I love the hashtag, the, if you know, you know, like there's, yeah. <laughs> there's so true because you just don't have to have context for like certain seasons.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's mm-hmm. just a mutual understanding of like who you were then versus who you are now. That you don't get when you meet somebody right now.
1: Exactly. And I think the way a small town, to be frank, Mm involves you, you have to be very hyper aware of, you know, who is familiar with who in town. It's I mean, some say it's networking. Others say it's conscious friendship. You know, you want to make sure you're watching out for one another and being in some some town like Murray, uh, who takes the entirety of the city limits seriously, right? We want to maximize the whole city. I think it leads way to real honesty in friendship specifically.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think that's another thing is when you, it's interesting to know, like going to college, having college Murray versus adult Murray, that's also one of those if you know, you know, kind of things, because I have friends, even one of my best friends from high school, we still talk pretty regularly and she left for college and has never came back. I mean, she like visits, but has never lived here. And I was just trying to explain to her the other day of like how different it, it can be if you don't want to just stay in your you know, box of people that you've known for your whole life, which those people are great, but like you can add layers to that. So, Mm -hmm.
1: yes. Well, all that to be said, I appreciate you seeing me in this small town and asking me to join along in today's conversation. Of
0: course. Well, and that's what, you know, before we get to, I have started our roadmap for, you know, listeners to know, I write out some show notes for, for us to go off of and to get our minds right on is if anything, just for me of knowing what I want to cover. And there are some people that, you know, everybody's different, I guess is just a good way to put it. And I've not done many episodes, so maybe I'll get into more consistent groove, but I specifically started with things I know I want us to get to. That's a whole heading for our conversation today because we could talk For hours and not act and just, you know, organically let ourselves travel. Before we get to those things, one last note is I think that it's special that like, and I don't know if you were going to end up, I mean, you still very well could have ended up here, but I love that, you know, we're going to talk about this a little bit more of your journey of, and your career. And then also, Just, you know, obviously just your personal life is your life. So, but like the fact that you worked from home and moved to Perrier with Ross is a huge reason why you wanted to come to my book club in 2020, because you were like craving some connection. And so I'm so grateful for that longing, because if you would have found that or like, you know, done something different. You probably would have been like, I don't need to go to that book club. But because you were working from home in the good old big city metropolis of Perrier, you were Uh. like, I got to get out of here. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that that goes so much to how we connect via socials, especially. I mean, you said it right on the head. Like I was working remotely. I was always like already and always have been deep within the throes of social connection virtual online, right? Okay. I got to follow this Mm. person, add this person. And so, yeah, getting to already have you in that orbit when you posted, you know, book club with humans, I was like, what (laughs) with humans, you know, I got to get there. And, um, the whole group's inclusion, even if it was just, y'all had met one time or, known it was going on. I was, I think I was the first and only new addition that first time. And y'all were like, it is amazing to have you here. And I was, like you said, already longing for that. And so having it right, when I sat down at the table and with you at my left, I was like, cha-ching, I'm here for the taking, you know, I'm here for the long haul. (laughs) Well,
0: and you know, that's the picture of vulnerability and like what what is so much of how you get there and what I what I credit to what I hope listeners get out get from this is my ability and I think I I do have a and I even you know I was talking with Allie McLean um, from Purpose Church about she just noted she was like you just have a way to like be so vulnerable with people and just you know, and she was kind of like, why do you think that is? And I, I, I couldn't really answer that question, but it is so much of what, especially when I'm leaning into the podcast of what makes me, me, because in the, why we get along so well and why our lunches have just been so good for my soul. Because just from that first meeting, like you didn't know any of us, you knew that we all knew each other, but you sat down. And we're not the you know, wallflower at book club, like you immediately started contributing and talking. And there are just some people that that's not in their immediate nature, that that's really hard for them. And so I hope that how you get there can be a place that for some people, they feel encouraged to have these conversations in their real life, but also see the the fruitfulness that can come from them. And also when they're not in a place to have those conversations can enjoy getting to listen in on somebody that's willing to just chop the onion in half and get to it. But that is a perfect segue into my first question for you. So Anna, I feel like I wrote you a little love letter when I made your intro. Tell me how, what did, how did it make you feel? Yes. I want to hear your feedback. I was just, I was just
1: thinking that, you know, it it feels like, It feels a little fluffy in the sense of how, you know, sometimes I feel like adulthood can smack you around. And I truly do, you know, want to reach out to you directly. No fluff, right? But because of how we ebb and flow, we are very serious Mm go-getters. And so I feel like we enjoy hyping each other up Mm -hmm. in that way. And so that love letter, like you said, it really, I think, represents us in totality.
0: It's funny to think about our story as a whole, and it's like, oh my gosh, yes. hey, it's pretty it's a pretty cute little, like, that's why I was like, yes. this does sound like something you read in a book. A little meat cute,
1: exactly. I think you hit it on the head. I, you know, we can have the longest story in the world or have grown up in diapers together, what have you. I'm looking forward to the future. You know, I'm excited to see what keeps adding.
0: Me too. Did you remember meeting me as vividly as I remember meeting you? Yes,
1: yes, I remember. Well, I mean, in the sorority tent. I yes, that's what you're when talking we about I because, down to yes, talk to you. Hundred percent. I remember the way you, <laughs> you know, smirked on your way up to sit next to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember you had just given an announcement with oh, the I tent, did. I don't and for that. listeners. You know, I don't know if they've ever been a sorority in a sorority tent and a recruitment tent specifically, but as a potential new new member, it's very intimidating to be with a group of girls that picked you up at the door and sat you down and want to, you know, treat you to a life of beauty and having you know a very upheld individual like yourself who clearly was actively involved in the sorority probably under-rested from the night before for who um, no yeah. knows but for you to have that intensity to walk in with me but like you said I'm like that I am a person who's going to connect and for you to you know give it back to me and see me immediately as a potential new member it made not coming back to the tent hard I'm going to be
0: honest. I was devastated because I was like, I this know. girl, I know she was on our list. And my mom, because yes. my mom's a recruitment advisor, she was like, yeah, Rach, she cut us. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was devastated. But then, because yes. it almost feels like, you know, I took it so personally that that's when I, when right. I saw you, I didn't know how to even act because I was like, You have, like, personally victimized me. me. Yeah. (laughs) Right. That's where we were just, like, waving. And and that's when I, and that was where it was one of those, I was like, was she not into me as I was into her?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I was. And I was. But now you see full circle that I was called exactly where I needed to be. Right. (laughs)
0: Oh my goodness. Yes. And that's what one of my notes was that like to see you, it was so good to see that like when you, for you to have not gotten to be like for us to not be able to have that in common after we had connected so big, it was super comforting because there was no doubt like I saw you with your group, your tribe, your people just thriving. And so that what, yeah, there was no, I could tell there was no regret in your choice. And that was a beautiful thing because I know I'm sure like you do that you have friends that can get snowed by the, and we don't even need to go there. Sorority recruitment is a beast of its own. Like, whole other yeah, podcast, whole <laughs> other thing. Um, but, you know, so you see some people, I think low key, realize that they got caught up in the fanfare of whatever. Yeah, exactly. And that was absolutely not you. And so that was so comforting to me. But yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Now
0: I got just a question that I've never I don't feel like we've ever talked about. But you know, like I said, we're chopping the onion. Yes today's the day. Exactly. You just have always radiated confidence to me. And in 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 your authenticity too, like you just don't, you don't necessarily ever go exactly to the status quo. Like I feel like you're like always True. trendy yet hybrid, like Anna in her own way, kind of deal.
1: Thank you. Yeah,
0: you're welcome. And I wondered, have you always been this way? Have you always do you feel is confident as you project?
1: Yeah. Confidence, I feel like, is like a sunny day. You know, a cloud <laughs> can just cover it right up. That's a good question. I have always had the beat of my own drum in my mind. So that's always been there. I think when you're really young, it's hard to navigate that. You know, you're not you're not sure if it's going to lead to you know, a social crucifixion or something like that. You know, you don't want anyone to judge you for what you're interested in or which direction you're wanting to go. But I, I do know that the freedom of college, you know, 100% unleashed that to to let me, to not, not let me care, you know, about a reaction. And, I, you know, trendy's a good word. I love trends. Mm-hmm. I'm a very socially plugged in person not just online, also, you know, with people in the community, also always curious what bigger cities are doing for for some reason. Like you said, being in, being in the (laughs) metropolis of Burrier uh, is extremely uh, counteractive to wondering what people in Hollywood are doing. But I love that. I love the newer fashion directions and things like that. So being able to accept and Trust myself has been a good confidence unlock, but I have always been more driven to keep my friends. I'm a friend for like mm-hmm. first person, so I can see where as a super young girl, I wouldn't let my confidence come before friendship if a friend needed something and. You know, she needed me to be insecure. Maybe, you know, your friends don't always want you to blossom. Okay. I would put myself last. Yes. Right? Oh,
0: mm, I'm following you now. I wasn't at first, but yeah, like you wanted to relate. And if that meant like dialing yourself down, you did that. Would you do that today, though?
1: No. And I'll okay, tell you, I mean, the, the Greek life that I got to experience, those, my my tribe, as you called them, they wanted me to unlock unlock they wanted me full force as we all wanted each other full force you don't want someone in their half version you want them in their full Mm,
0: yes i mean that that's the healthy mindset of a friend but you're completely right like i wouldn't say that there's a lot of people not there exactly at all
1: and so in the beauty of what i got to experience they were like two thumbs up be your best but looking back high school didn't have that freedom Middle school, obviously none of that freedom, which again, those are different experiences. Sure. Now how I got here, I just listened to that beat, you know, try something new, keep it fresh, make people wonder what's going on, you know, in in a lot of customer service jobs I've had, you know especially in college and then into adolescence, my big, my big thing was earrings. I always was wearing You did. Earrings. Yes. And my goal was to have- Because for
0: a while you had short hair.
1: Exactly. And I liked and those so to peek through. you had
0: really, yes, you were always on the earring game. And
1: I liked the best when people noticed and asked, hey- What are these? What you got going on? Where'd you get them? You know, and that's small, but for me, it was the way in. It was me like getting to ask them a question. And I, I was displaying confidence to really dive deep. Right. And that, I mean, I don't know if that's my intention all the time in a confidence flow, but I really enjoy people noticing just like you. I mean, I feel like we rub off on each other in that. Like if I can display confidence, trust you can too. You know, and um, right. having that having that in my back pocket as a tool is helpful on the cloudy, cloudy days.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I completely agree. And I actually ha- I had this in my note. But, you know, one of the things as I was writing this question to you is in the past, like I have noticed really in the past three years, like my confidence has been unlocked like in multiple different layers. And I think for me, one of the things, at least in, in my view, that is like a foundational cornerstone of confidence, of like unlocking all these other levels, like you said, of like being able to like really tap into who you are, lean into that, be proud of that, lead with that. Like what I realized is for a really, I mean, through my adolescence, through my college years, after college, I could never get past not being happy with myself physically. And so because I was never confident in my physical appearance, and I think for me, it was be- it, it, it uh, even tied into knowing that I wasn't taking care of myself. Like it wasn't like, okay, this is how I look, but I'm eating good, I'm making exercise a priority, I'm not overindulging on you know certain things, whatever. Because like my physical appearance. I, was a reflection of my choices that I were that I was ashamed of truly and so and th- that's my story personally of like the more i think about it it wasn't because like i thought like oh i'm so like i've never i've really never been i've never been overweight in the in our cultural terms by any means and so like i said i don't want to you know carry take on That kind of story, because that's not necessarily exact. Like I, that's not a a true. I know that's not truly a struggle I've dealt with, because I've, you know, like I said, I I don't think that's my story to tell. Like I know that, but I also was never, like I said, really. I wasn't. I definitely wasn't happy with how I looked, and I know that. But like I said, I think a lot of that was more tied to the shame of my choices, and not that I thought like, oh, I'm fat. It was just that I was like, I don't look the way I want to look, but I know I don't look the way I want to look because I'm treating myself like crap. And so I could never, like I, there are a lot of ways that in the last three years, it really, and this is where, you know, so much of why I'm excited to have how you get there and like what I want to talk about is because I finally have and have tapped into really discovering who is Rachel. What do I care about? And, you know, in that confidence. But I could never get there until I started really accepting that I deserved the time. To, and I deserve to take care of myself. Like, I am the only one that could take care of me and I was never going to care about all these other things. If I treated my body like crap and then felt like crap because I was treating myself like crap, like I could never, it was like that in my brain was a huge roadblock that it was getting all the attention. And I never could do any of the fun, like who is Rachel? What hobbies does she love? Like what creativity things does she want to tap into? Because I was just, all of my energy was going towards this horrible cycle of, I don't like the way I look. I don't like my habits. I don't like what I'm doing. But never getting to the point of like, I need a total reset to change them. And when I did that, when I had my first Whole30, that's like kind of one of those turning points, like it fork in the road of my life that I didn't know was going to be so pivotal at the time. But that was the first key to unlocking all this other good stuff. But the other thing, and I just, and I feel like you really seemed like you figured that out early.
1: Well, it's just so relatable exactly what you said. I mean, I love that you're immediately harnessing. It's not a hundred percent. your narrative; Like it's not your narrative to tell to the extreme. Some people face it's the same as when we feel like we're running out of money. There are truly people that have never seen money. And, that's a broken system, just like the body dysmorphia, you know, weight issues that all of these females and a lot of males, I mean, everyone out here. Yeah. And it's just like you said, it's trusting that, Oh, I'm not in the best cycle I could be right. Because everyone deserves rest. Everyone deserves stillness. Everyone then also requires exercise and needs to stay in motion. There's, there's literally two sides to every coin. And so trusting that pivotal moment, which you didn't know was as pivotal, being Hall 30, but but just taking that leap, that's key.
0: Well, and did you know, because we have never talked about this, but I do I vaguely remember this just from keeping up with you. Did you hurt yourself? And it was after that was after you started, because I just felt like I met you and, you know, and we met and. And then by the time I was like keeping up with you again, like I think it was really after, I guess it was after I moved back and you were at the gym and I would see you there. And I was like, she is like ultra just thriving, fit, glowing. Like it wasn't just like. Your, it wasn't just your physical appearance, but it definitely was some of that because it was different than when I'd really seen you last. And I remembered you saying that you went through something, but we've never actually ended up talking about it. Well,
1: what better time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Since you've asked me that confidence question in the last few bit, you know, it's got my wheels turning. And for the ultra background, my, my parents are really confident people physically. You know, my dad was a bodybuilder. My mom's a dietitian. I'm really fortunate to have a lot of education in the house. You exactly. have good
0: influence. So
1: at a base level, I might have operated, and I'm a little bit of a leader. It always happened. You know, I like to be mm-hmm. the class teacher pet.
0: <laughs> You're going <laughs> to exactly. volunteer.
1: So leading into adulthood and when we met, yes, wow, she, you know, she has something that I have. We both have that. Let's get the group together and get a conversation going, right? Right. And then Mm. 2017 happened and I broke my back. I was riding a horse and I got thrown off and had emergency surgery. Had to drop out of my semester of school, which it was my sophomore year. That was really hard
0: Mm.
1: on a confidence level, much less. I don't ride horses. It wasn't my injury to have. I I almost felt imposter syndrome. Like I shouldn't even be here. You know,
0: like, what is this? This isn't even my thing. Exactly. People would say,
1: are you ever going to get back on? I never should have gotten on in the first <laughs> place. It wasn't, it wasn't a hobby. How did you end up doing that? <laughs> oh, I was, I was camping with some friends I worked with and they had horses and we were just having a real, like a nice off weekend. We weren't working. So we are like, oh, we'll go camping. We'll go horseback riding a little bit. Anyway, I had to move back in with my parents and reassess, just totally reassess. I had to reassess my major, thank goodness I didn't reassess my sorority, thank goodness I didn't reassess my faith, <laughs> but I did reassess, you know, what direction professionally I wanted to head, who I wanted to come out of that as, and you know, being at the gym at that time, I really, I really felt fulfilled with the interactions I had day to day, and so that was my first fear when I got that injury. Oh no, they're going to fire me. Oh no, they're going to get rid of me because I'll have to be healing for a few months. And that is a job that can't stop. Everybody needs to be greeted every day, right? But of course they were very kind and let me keep going. So that I kind of added that to a coin in my confidence bucket. They're going to keep me. They know I'm worthy of being waited on basically for me to heal. Boom. I'm going to use that later. So then when I was in recovery into 2017, 2018, my confidence was a full coin because people they support you when you're down if you have a good community right that's at least the hope you can fuel your body you can move your body there's all these little things you can do or look for at least that can hopefully add a coin into i'm worthy i can have confidence you know that little reserve we all hold up and so when you you're 100 right when you saw me in 2018, I guess this when you came back and I was living my best life because I had almost had it taken and then there was a huge value, right? And so now we're we're you know, what year is it? 2024 20, almost. So we're 6 years out and that reserve has been used preciously and appropriately. But n- Figuring out how to refill without another injury, without, you know, something <laughs> yes. else. Without, without nothing life-altering. Sure. Exactly. That is such a hard task because it's it's the lazy way out is to say, someone else fill it. Help me. Yeah. I need my confidence back. But we're the only ones mm-hmm. that have that key. Yeah,
0: yeah. absolutely. I was running um, earlier this week, and I love the Peloton app for just all the guided exercise, but I really love the guided runs. It makes running on a tread a lot more enjoyable. And like, I can totally turn my mind off, you know, because I'm like, she's going to, they're going to tell me exactly what I need to do. Rebecca Kennedy was who I was listening to. And she made the point that, you know, confidence is a skill that we have to train. And, you know, it's interesting too, because just like I feel like what I've learned lately is So is creativity. And it is something that it's just like running where I know when you first, when you are not a runner at all and you start to become a runner, those first 20 minutes, you don't realize it, but those first 20 minutes are always horrible. Like even as a runner that I run longer than 20 minutes, the, t- my first 20 minutes are the is the worst part of my run. I didn't realize that when I was just running 20 minutes, it wasn't gonna all continue to be that bad. But you know it's the hard the, getting started is the hardest. after like you just said after you build up some reserve, you're better. but you know some of these base level, it's almost like confidence has its own little mag, Maslow hierarchy of need. Triangle and like people can never get past the bottom one sometimes, or at least I know I couldn't. Like I was stuck at this base level stereotypical, like I'm confident in my appearance, I'm confident in like what I'm putting out into the world. And then it, it wasn't until I could get that taken care of that I could start working at the top of the triangle off of like I'm realizing now I need to build my confidence in my ability to make independent choices like my podcast logo is a great example. I've been working on it with a friend that I trust. We've been working on it. And then it's, you know, I sent it to somebody else to get an opinion of like how I was supposed to look in the logo. Because at this point I've not taken a personal picture just for the logo. So we were like putting myself as a placeholder. So like I had my business casual work clothes on, like on this logo It looked totally out of place. Well, the logo is like soft pinks and yellow. And she was like, that yellow is going to get old. The outfit's good, but you need to do something a lot more neutral. (laughs) And I was like... Thank you for the feedback, but that was not what I was asking. Like, I was asking for her help on how should I be posed? What outfit do you think I should wear? She took it totally different. And I thought, this is a moment that I've got to be confident in what I know is right for me. And I can't ditch my whole logo. What I loved about the logo, because one person has told me that they think the yellow is going to get old. (laughs) Yeah, and, exactly. you know, or like with exactly. work, like making calls about, like, how should I handle this with a client? Like, I see myself thinking, okay, I need to call Lauren, who's my manager, who I admire in, you know, so many ways. It's like, oh, I need to call her and see how she would handle this. And then I think, no, I need to make a decision. I don't need to okay it. And I wonder where that
1: comes from. I'm the same way. I I mean, I can even... I got a letter of recommendation. This is perfect for this time of life. I'm in. Okay. Quit a job. Move move into new places. You got to have some files on hand. Right. I couldn't even read it first. I had to give it to my mom and say, is it okay? Can I read it? It felt very childish, but I resort to those actions very quickly. Personally, based on uh, the hierarchy of needs, the reserve is low. It's
0: like, you know, you can't handle that right now.
1: Exactly, top tier, getting a nice letter—that's so kind. I can't handle it. <laughs> Put my hands up. I can't do it. You got to do it for me. Why are we so quick to do that? It, you know, and it's—it's it's something we can obviously work on, but it is mm-hmm. so innate to just need that community. Need element. the affirmation. Can you give me your opinion on this? Can you help me? Yeah, and it—you know—it's not just women. Like men are doing it too.
0: No, I think it's too much of a good thing. Like I'm so blessed to have you know, so many people in my life that have affirmed me, have guided me. Like, and like you said, I'm a teacher's pet. Like I want to be hitting the mark. And so it's hard for me to just like, no, trust my judgment. Like I'm a proficient, like I'm proficient in this line of work. I'm a professional, like I am building my business Rachel's way. And so I really, it's like I have to ask, like, okay, do I really want to know how she does it? Or do I just want her to say, oh, Rachel, that's so good. I'm so glad you thought of this idea. And it's, and it, that's really what it is. And I'm like, full stop. Like, I've got to be happy with me, which is what is funny. My word of the year, because I always do it like two years. One year I put bendy, the next year I put flexible. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I'm really trying to get myself to, to lean into that. But then this year's word was obedience and it worked out. It was really well. It was a perfect fit. It was so good. But this next year, I, I think my word of the year is going to be Rachel. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. I got it. So in part, and this is a, this is a layer of why I've decided to do that. If it's like, nope, we got to go yes. with what Rachel thinks. Like we don't need. Yes. And whenever
1: Rachel, you give yourself feedback and you say thumbs up, good job, put that in your reserve jar. Because I think a lot of what I'm looking for, from people to give me affirmation, I want them to answer, just like you said, I want them to answer the question I already have the answer to. I know this is good. Even though if I doubt it, I know this is good. And when they say it, I'm like, Oh, my ears don't need it. My jar needs it. I got to take it for later. I'm not even asking you for right now. I'm asking for when I'm weak, and I can't pull myself up out of the gutters and I want you to reaffirm me and I don't want to come back to you later. And it's, that's not fair. Our viewers, you know, our viewers, our people in our yes. life that view what we're doing, basically viewers, they're giving us feedback for the moment. They're not mm-hmm. giving us extra money to cash in later. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're a friend forever. They don't, they don't want us to say, I couldn't circle back to you.
0: Cause I've confidence. already used you, kind but you're of thing? doing the right thing. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. You're going to use mm-hmm. yourself. You're your own mm-hmm. confidence base. That's amazing.
0: Well, Thanks, Anna. That makes me feel good. as okay, The irony of, I. thanks for affirming that. I needed that. No.
1: <laughs> That's what we both do. We're just like uh, affirming each other.
0: <laughs> okay. I got a question for you though. <clears throat> Have you read the Taylor Swift t- um, person of the year time article?
1: I saw that on your notes. I was at work when I was looking over some things. Haven't had the chance but what are your thoughts? Should it be a good read? It is
0: so good. It brought tears to my eyes. I'll read it. It's really good. It is, you know, I'm a I'm a Swifty. I got I've recently been indoctrinated as an official Swifty. cuz like I loved her, respected her. After I went and saw her live at her Eras Tour, 100% bought in hundred percent bought in. But she's just, you know, it's it's just so good. And she talks about how some of this some of the worst parts of her career have shaped into being the catalyst for the best things. It just it's got so many layers and it's it's beautifully written. It is beautifully written. It is just like I said, I think it's one of those that it gave me just good. It, it felt, it was a, it was a good read. Yeah. Well, I'll have read. to
1: add it to the docket. Cause when yes. when I see, when I see, you know, woman of the year, person of the year, don't let me person. overset person, not just woman. That's really mm-hmm. impressive. And like you said, we've, we've all been on her team since she was young, since she was mm-hmm. young. I mean, you
0: can't listen. I can't believe people don't like her. It really just, I just don't get like, I'm not one to argue with people about their views or opinions usually I just like will just tune them out or change the subject. <laughs> the Swifty Swift in comes me I, I'm like, what's your problem? What's your deal? I just like I can't even go into it. I just I just it blows my mind. But whatever. I
1: know. I I respect all talent. So I'm not a Swifty. I'm not gonna claim to be. I just really respect Professionalism at a scale to move the whole economy. I mean, I'm not even doubting that.
0: I know respect. It's just, uh, it's crazy. I love it to tell me what is the, what's the latest with you? Latest
1: with me? Well, whew, I'm glad you unlocked the beast of the back. You know, I totally, I blocked that whole thing out. Um, so That's there, so, so there are pivotal keystones in all people's lives, mm-hmm. and um, the back was a huge one. It really built up a good amount of radiance. And this this is the next one, right? Job <laughs> professional switches. I was so fortunate in 2020 to, as we all suffered through the COVID pandemic, I was able to get a job, a remote work job.
0: Now, when did you graduate? May 2020. You did graduate May of 2020. Okay. yeah.
1: So I turned in an assignment before spring break and said, bye, we'll see you after... Covid, right one of those we're all joking about it (laughs)
0: yes yes i was at the keg and it was i'm so glad like i can remember this because my friend carly was in town and she's an eye doctor (laughs) and is very in tuned with the medical world and she is like already a little paranoid about stuff and we go to the keg and it is packed, like the old school bar life at the keg. Like elbow to elbow, oh, yes. can't move. Little did I know. Pandemic. Never yeah. again. And, and the keg now is a family restaurant. They don't have the bar scene done and gone. They don't do that anymore. So I can say. You
1: were at the last. I
0: was at the last night of the keg.
1: That is Put that in a journal somewhere. Don't let your 90 <laughs> self-year-old forget it. Hey,
0: it's recording. There you go. It is. It's in real time That shows now. how
1: pitted paper I am.
0: Get it in a journal. Go. <laughs> I love no, it. Oh,
1: yeah. And so I was going to grad school.
0: Okay. No, yeah, you said good. See you later. See you later.
1: <laughs> Joke's on us. We all were locked in. Fortunate is me. My future... New slash now old boss was keeping a good eye on me, right? Who is this motivated undergraduate and where is she going afterwards? And so during the pandemic, he texted me. He said, I got your mm-hmm. number from a friend that works for me now and I want you to come work. Don't go to grad school, make some money first. Oh. Okay. So, of course, when it's framed like that, the decision is easy. Check getting a job. Uh, immediately right. started working, then flash forward three years. And when I took that job, I told myself, remote work isn't for my soul. I know that, but I'm going to mm-hmm. do it for one year. And then it hit year three. And I had to make a serious decision, just like, you know, how did I get here? And where am I going? Am I going to work mm-hmm. remotely forever? if i cry half the time when i'm seeing people i'm just i i see people and i'm so overwhelmed with joy that i'm crying out of oh i miss this right and that's a sign to make a decision and so the decision was made i turned in my time and it was the most peaceful respectful i mean i felt so privileged to get to end a job like that. I know so many people have bridges burned. It's a
0: bad, yeah. Yes.
1: And I didn't have that and I don't ever want it. I want to be a person of service and to leave on that note is awesome. So now we are doing a lot of more work. Actually, you leave one job. To pick up multiple,
0: right? Sometimes. That's what, like, <laughs> people that say, I uh, don't want to work for somebody else for 40 hours a week, so I'm going to work my, for myself for 80 hours a week. Exactly. It's like, yeah. Exactly.
1: And that's where I'm at now, which is great. I'm re- I'm feeling
0: so recharged. Is there anything new that I don't know yet? Um,
1: Maybe. I mean, maybe. Uh, this week we'll start. I'm doing, well, when I was in high school, we're always talking about full circle moments, I feel. And so when I was in high school, I worked at a, at a prom slash bridal dress store. And mm-hmm. so I'm picking up Saturdays there because I'm in the wedding industry. As a day of coordinator, I am very in tune with not only trends and not only needs, but also, mm-hmm. you know,
0: forecasting. And a big When thing, did you start doing the day of coordinating? Day
1: of coordination started for me in twenty twenty one. Okay. So I got married twenty twenty and just being in the rhythm of weddings. You
0: just loved that. Yeah,
1: you can't you can't stop what you're being called to do and for Mm. me a big calling is being of service as i mentioned that's just i think that's probably going to be my year or word
0: of the year is service you've said that to me so many times and it's 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 all about
1: hands and feet you know i have two working hands and a pair of working feet and so why would i not put them to good use and that is movement Mm -hmm. for me and so on on weddings day of coordination is we need to run across the venue i'm your girl (laughs) I got my running shoes on, you know? I love it. So yeah, day of coordination, bridal dress sales coming up, and then a little bit of retail still. But yeah, so much in the works for 2024 as far as community and engagement and involvement, especially with the sororities um, on campus. So
0: Now, are you going to still do your New Year's event?
1: That is a great question, Rachel. I am a Super ambitious person, you know, as we've had so many conversations, I don't know how much you share here about sobriety. Mm -hmm. You, you really guide me in great thought. And as far as sobriety goes, I am so intrigued with that conversation. Right. Right. And I'm so intrigued with like the social norms to intoxicate, which are legal. Great. Do your thing, 21 and over, you know, but why? And so that New Year's Eve party is a great idea, will not be executed this year. Okay, sometimes you got to trust when you need to rest. Yes.
0: Well, and I think that two things on that. One, you, and I've watched you, it's like you have really been battling this slowdown. Like you quit and kind of a, like you said in a respectful way, but pretty suddenly, like nothing horrible happened. Nothing like, you know, made you have to quit or whatever. You just kind of hit your internal wall and like finally had just ready to, you know, leave. And then it was almost like, oh, what have I done? And you have, I've watched you like, you've almost taken like 12 jobs. (laughs) And I am so proud of you (laughs) for like, not feeling boxed in because I, we're not quitters. And you have had to quit because you've said yes too quick. But it's like that does not make you a bad person. That doesn't make you unreliable. Like we could have got to tune out the voice in our head that says, well, because I committed to this, I have to finish it out. And I think that there is, it's like that's a gray area, area. comment. You know, it's not black and white. There are plenty of times where I absolutely say that that's an applicable statement and should be the, is and is an honoring way to finish something out. But there are, as we know through, you have fallen into the, the Southern tent like multiple times already. There are a lot of times that like, you just need to say, oh, nope, actually I can't do this. I lied, you know, or like, you know, that's a joke, but you know.
1: Yeah. I over, I, I, I really was I, yeah. quick to the jump. I was yeah. quick.
0: Yeah. Quick to the jump. And, and you were talking about something being a skill. You know, people are like, I, this is, I think, just as much of a buzzword in our culture of I need to say no more. And mm. it's like, you, I mean, you probably do, but also that's a skill. Mm-hmm. And you are probably going to have to do what you're doing which is say yes and then retract it yes. way more before you can finally get to a point where you are just saying a thoughtful no yes. off the bat. And so I'm I'm proud of you for not feeling like you have got because when it happens it will happen the right way and I know that it's like you got really like in a good way you've gotten really plugged into like here because after sobriety if my journey has been that after you start hearing about it and you realize that like there are people that are consciously sober Mm -hmm. that are not necessarily in recovery or that there is like this whole phenomenon of like you know, mocktails and non-alcoholic beverage companies and like people pushing out alternatives to drinking and things like that, that you can't tune it out. And so it's very easy to be like, there's a need. I need to do this. This needs to be done. And it's like, that's true, but also huge endeavor.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that, I think just like am you're speaking specifically of an event that happened this year. 2023 gave me a job. And then I quick quickly within the day said no. Okay. So this isn't the three <laughs> year career we're talking about here. She's over here giggling about an, an experience. I, I wouldn't trade. I needed that one day of work at that place. I mm-hmm. needed to know you jump the gun and this will be your only endeavor. You jump your gun in this search. I was very respectful of my three years at BeViral. I learned so much and that's great. And I harness it into my next endeavor, Mm -hmm. but the one day at work was also needed. It was because if I am such a quick girl like that where I jumped the gun, I would rather have spent one day training there to say no than in a small business somewhere local that might've affected that owner.
0: Yes, yeah. Like you learned, it was a great, it was a perfect lesson to learn to know that like it really had yeah. no huge repercussions. Exactly. But I mean, you have like, and I'll just tell our listeners, you there's that one. You have taken an interview and like basically gotten offered the job and like had a almost total meltdown, like meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> about exactly. taking it, and it was like you were it. It did not financially make. It sense. actually was gonna. I was um, gonna be.
1: Oh, and money. Like, and
0: then, <laughs> yes like it was really not smart yeah financially there was like no there were no Benefits. uh pros no, no, really no, no. no. <laughs> then you almost got uh you almost you took a soft you said a soft yes, yes to like in the restaurant industry <laughs> oh my god and right. then like had to slink away from that one Sorry. to where
1: they still think I'm at the
0: other so place this, working. They do. And they asked they were like, "So, how's Anna liking?" And I was like, I ran into her at an open house. And I said, "Oh, yeah. I I think she's doing good." And I was You want like, to be like, I mean, "Forget she, about her." <laughs> that, that did happens. not happen. Yes.
1: But I would rather explore all these stuff, yes. No, I would rather... There are no more. And
0: then you gave... You know, I'm going to count four. You gave away a free idea. Like, you have had to learn to, like, keep that intellectual right. property right. inside the hatch. Because Anna had a great idea, and now somebody else owned just it. took just her straight idea Straight up owned it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Rachel, your memory really, really beats mine. So,
0: I... I care yes. about you. It's been so, it really has been so fun though, to watch you like struggle through this journey. Cause I remember when we sat down and I was like, Anna, you did not quit to just take another job you hate or that you're not satisfied with. So it it is a working a dang muscle to keep yourself from Just feeling like, okay, I've been off work too long. I'm a quitter and now I don't have a plan. And like I quit without a plan and I still don't have a like set in stone plan, whatever that looks like. So, But I mean, you said um, something at the end of
1: our last, or maybe two lunches ago that has literally been my narrative the last three months. Like do not settle, do not settle. And that is not that, you know, new of a phrase but coming from someone that I look up to and I know takes me serious, it's the same as, the, I mean, that day before my advisor had said, you're a big fish in a small pond and it's going to be a little sticky sometimes. It's going to not feel super comfortable as you figure out. There
0: are not as many, when you're in a small pond, there's not, there's like... Only certain spaces and or it's harder to like create a new space. But this is exactly what I just had this conversation in Kroger last night with my friend, Mandy, because... Which that's such a Murray thing to run into somebody at Kroger and sit there for kind of therapy session. I learned about like what happened at middle school basketball. Apparently, there was drama with that, and then I was hooked because like I don't have kids, so I'm like, tell me about what happened. Like it was, I mean, because this other mom came up and was like enraged. She was like, "You keep your head up," like talking to her daughter about like apparently just drama drama with middle school basketball. I'll just leave it at that. But anyways, like I said, I was just like, huh, I don't have anywhere to be, so I'm just going to listen to the whole thing. Anyways, but her and my good friend Kayla, who does my hair, have opened up their own hair studio on the Court Square. It's a bigger space. They just renovated it. It's beautiful. They're struggling to find somebody that's the right fit to join the salon. And I was telling her, especially in a small town, it is a really hard To recruit somebody that is to the caliber that you want them because people, you know, it's unfortunate that a lot of people don't take losing people well even if they do it as respectfully as possible, it's like the bridge is burned no matter how good you handle it. Because in a small town, I feel like there's not as much a revolving door with valuable people. Like in a city, I think you're always dealing with headhunters. There's always competition. Like Business owners are having to level up their game to keep their people. But Unfortunately, you know, and that's the beauty of competition. Competition makes everybody better. And there's not as much of that here. And I think, and maybe there, I've never lived in a city, so I can't speak to that. But I know from like my personal experience, leaving a big bank to join a private mortgage company, go out on my own, bet on myself in a bigger way. It was astonishing to me how many people like had to be totally fed up. To change things. And like when I left, it was just when I had the first time I'd had the right opportunity. Like I did not wait until I hit my absolute breaking point to leave. But so many people do. Cause I was telling her, I'm like, unfortunately, I think what's going to happen is somebody at another studio is going to have to absolutely hit their wall, get really mad, get totally burnt out before. They leave somewhere instead of just saying, I can do better. I see a better fit. This is the good opportunity. And so you were, you know, in the minority, I think, of like thinking that way. And other people don't relate to that as much. Like they want a reason to leave, not just to say, I need Better. Absolutely. I want to look for better. Absolutely,
1: and I think that the the perspective can barely shift, and it can almost feel like they can almost feel lazy. I'm so comfortable, like not leaving. Ugh, I could do better. Mm. Oh, but I'm here, and I would have been on a remote work job for my life. I is that perfect of a scenario? Why would you leave something so great? Same with hairdressers. Why are you gonna leave all your clients? Why are you gonna leave all your salon mates that you love? Same with doctors, nurses. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Or like it is so much work to like rebrand yourself and to let everybody know.
1: Yeah. And- let it let the LinkedIn update get around. But it's it's worth it if you can. If you can see past the laziness, but you know, I think it's not lazy in a bad way. It's literally how our bodies want to be. Our body wants to be in a routine that they know point A to point C, you know, Mm -hmm. easy breezy. And, and I think that the small town element, it makes it a little bit tricky to figure out your next move without stepping on too many toes. And I know a lot of people don't think about toes when they're stepping around, but I do,
0: <laughs> I do. And I know and, Anna, you, you can't change who you yeah, are. Exactly. You, that is a core of who you are. And so like, you just can't yeah. wait for a tomorrow where you don't care right. about that stuff. Cause right. you do. Okay, folks. where well, we're at the hour mark. And so we're going to bring Anna back for a part two episode (laughs) coming at you next week.
1: Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Rachel.
0: Thank you for joining me this week. I hope this episode met you where you were at and it's given you your own clarity on steps forward for how you get there. Wherever and whatever that is, it is important and your dreams matter. I would love to hear what you think of this episode and how you get there. You can connect with me personally via email at howyougetthere at gmail.com or you can find me at Rach Ross Denson on Instagram, TikTok and all other social media platforms. If you love how you get there, I have a favor to ask. Will you share this episode with a friend and take a few seconds to follow, rate and review how you get there wherever you listen to your podcast? Please know you are playing a part in making my dream come to life. And for that, I am so grateful. Don't forget, if where you want to go in the future involves a home loan, I would love to help you. Find me on Instagram at Rachel Denson underscore MLO to learn all about mortgages from my videos or use the link in the bio to schedule a one-on-one consultation with me. I hope to see you back here next week where we'll keep talking all about how you get there.